Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So was Major League Baseball's punishment for the cheating scandal in Houston and maybe Boston as well enough, or did Rob Manfred go too lightly on these big market teams? And why were no players suspended? Where does the national champion LSU Tigers rank among the all-time great college football teams? And who will win the NFL Conference Championships this Sunday between the Titans Chiefs and Packers Niners? We'll ask Chris Torello of Spectrum Sports 360 on Bay News 9 on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times along with producer Steve Versnick. Hey folks, tomorrow we're going to have our popular mailbag segment and we'll answer all your questions on the Bucks, the Bolts, the Rays, USF, college football, Major League Baseball, whatever you got. Here's what you do. Just submit your questions, if you will, on Twitter. You can reach us at SportsDayTB. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. So your mailbag questions uh, we will do on um, tomorrow's podcast. Chris Torello is a fine reporter for Spectrum Sports 360 on Bay News 9, and he's always a guy who is taking care of his mentals and his chicken, as Marshawn Lynch would suggest. Good morning, Chris, or good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. How are you? I'm taking care of that chicken, 100% taking care of it. <laughs> I know you are. Um, I don't know what time of day it is because I'm up early because I was out late, as they say. Uh, we'll get to the college football national championship game. Could they start that like maybe 10 minutes earlier? I'm just, I'm ready. I mean, I think 9 o'clock. I think let's push it. <laughs> you know, let's really, let's see what we can do. I mean, you've got, you know, there are parents out there who have children who are like, you know, my kids would love to watch Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence without having to worry about going to bed. And it's just like, <laughs> I mean, what's the point? I mean, start well, the kids in Hawaii, the, the kids in Hawaii, Chris, I mean, it's 3 yeah, p.m. They got to get out of school. They got to get out yeah. of school. That's good. No, no, that's good. That's good. You know, we got to think <laughs> about that. You know, God forbid they actually put a college, a Saturday event on a Saturday. You know, like, let's, let's actually, I get it. You know, the NFL plays, you know, that's wild. Card. They should do it on Saturday after the two NFL games have played. If it starts at go. 830, it start. who cares? It's a Saturday. It's different. Exactly. Oh, yeah. my God. They have a longer layoff than the Super Bowl, than the, the Super Bowl layoff. It's a longer oh, I know. layoff. But, yeah, you know, know, it's all about the kids. So, yeah. so and, it, and there's no money for, uh, for paying these players. So we'll get to all that. I, in just a minute, of course, just an <laughs> outstanding game, outstanding team, LSU over Clemson. We'll talk about that. But the story I wanted to start with today is one that I don't think we, we know everything about as we tape this podcast, at least. Major League Baseball came out, of course, and for my money, uh, it was a, a little more than a slap on the wrist, but not much more. This is just my opinion, but I want to get your opinion on it. Obviously, the uh, Houston Astros found guilty of using – electronics to relay signs and then garbage cans or however the hell they did it. Uh, and Major League Baseball came down, and they think they came down hard enough. Um, they punished the Astros by fining the owner $5 million, uh, You know, both A.J. Hinch and, um, mm. of course, their general, their general manager is suspended and then fired 
immediately mm. after that by their owner, and they they forfeit a couple of uh, what would would be you know if you win the World Series, um, bottom of the first and second round picks for the next two years. So they they serve up the GM and the manager on hot coals. But does this seem does this seem to be justice to you? Do you do you think that baseball has made a serious enough um, statement? And we'll find out what happens to their bench coach Joy Cora, who's now the manager of the Red Sox, um, probably probably later. What do you think? Um, I, I think I, I mean I think you and I spoke very briefly about this. I I think mm-hmm. it was like oh you know these things happened and we're gonna make we're gonna be <laughs> tough guys. And Rob Manfred yeah. does not look like a tough guy. So, I mean, it was just no. like, you know, I'm going to give you five. Okay, first off, the Astros have upped their revenue significantly over the last three to four years. They have mm. a team that has jumped every single year by by like 8%. They are now worth mm. about $2 billion as we speak. Yet you're going to say $5 million is enough? That's like you're supposed to hit them where it hurts. Five million dollars is not enough. I don't care about the draft picks. Here's the thing, Correa. Um, you look at George Springer out of UConn. God bless the Huskies. You think about they've they're, they've already hit the lottery. I'm like three guys, Bregman, and then you get Altuve, who was like a kid, a 16 year old kid, when you hit the lottery with him. So you've already won. You you can trade for the Grankies. You had Garrett Cole. You still have Justin Verlander. You can get anybody you want. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. They've already done it. They tanked for, for, a, for a decade. They were on the cover of Sports Illustrated as the poster children of how to build mm-hmm. your team. And now we're going to say $5 million and draft picks? That's ridiculous. I think it's stupid. Another thing with the general manager – that, that team was based on analytics. The general manager may have had a hand in that, but an A.J. Hinch, that lineup card was delivered to him. So I don't mm-hmm. want to hear that these guys, like, oh, wow, oh, my God, like, these guys are masterminds. I will say about A.J. Hinch, I read the entire report. It wasn't as long as the Wells report, thank God. But I read this <laughs> one, and it said that he, like, he knew, but, like, he, like, I guess smashed the monitors a couple times, like, saying, like, as if that was his way of getting it across, that he wasn't happy and then AJ Hinch lies through his teeth to the media that yes. it's not a big deal; it's a joke. So I think between that and the fact that he didn't outright stop it, that's where he is seen as, "Hey, the buck stops here. I'm done for a year." And I think the GM, rightfully so, and then that Taubman guy who made a mess of things in the locker room, saying what he said about Osuna, you know, he's on the ineligible list as well. So I think I think in terms of that, it's fine, but it's a player-driven thing. So Carlos Beltran was a player, and he's Mm -hmm. not going to get suspended. He's now the manager of the Mets. Don't worry. He'll screw that up. That's punishment enough, though. That is punishment enough. Trust me. I have a lot of Mets fans at Spectrum, and and I just have to remind (laughs) them of that beautiful curveball he looked at, and it's all over. Oh, yeah. But but then you have Cora, who, who did stuff with the Red Sox. I mean, the Red Sox won the World Series the next year, and they're getting accused of things. If he doesn't receive a two-year ban, I mean, but at the end of the day, this player-driven thing, you're not hurting the players. You're not saying to Altuve and Springer and Correa and all these guys, hey, you know what? You're not going to the postseason this year, or you're not doing this, or you're not doing that. Like, it's just, it's going to keep rolling. And if you think the Astros aren't good enough to win the West this year, I got news for you. They're going to roll through the West this year. So, 
what really has been accomplished, Houston's going to take the us against the world mentality. And they're, it's just it's this continuing cycle like in New England with the Patriots. We got caught cheating. Screw you. We're better than all of you. You got you hate us because you ain't us. You know, like it's that whole thing, like especially in the world we live in. So I, I don't think firing GMs or, or getting rid of managers or, or the managers, you have to hit them where it hurts. Take away their, you know, their phone access, you know, to call the replay, you know, take away their access to the instant replay booth. You know, you have to hurt them when it comes to their productivity. And I just don't think baseball is going to do that. Well, they're not, clearly. And, and I, I, I would swing the pendulum the other way if you really want to cut it out of all of baseball. And I'm not naive enough to think that it's just limited to these two teams. Um, you know, I think you have to start talking about postseason bans. And I think you have to, in particular, you hit the point. I, I mean, the players managed to skate through this somehow. Yeah. You know, when, when, when steroids were rampant and the owners looked the other way and it was cool, you know, chicks dig the long ball, um, you know, players' careers were destroyed once it was revealed. Well, not destroyed, but were they were tainted anyway. And I think to some degree, you know, look, how, how can you look at some of these guys, you know, this the same way when you see their batting averages so lopsided home and away? Shouldn't these players have some repercussions – if I'm a pitcher and I'm going to arbitration and there's an extra run and a half on my ERA because I played Houston yep. every year, I mean, I, I might sue Major League Baseball for that money. Oh, yeah. If I'm, I think I wouldn't – I mean, now here's the thing. Because the players were kind of – you know, well, if you're the, the players' union, there's got to be something that they're going to try and pull here because it's like, right. like my guy went to – like, and I even saw Aaron Judge of the Yankees. Um, he had a post, I think, in 2017 on Instagram congratulating Altuve on winning the uh, MVP award. And according to some people, that tweet, I mean, that Instagram post is now gone. So um, I, think, I think players are going to be bitter. I think players, yeah. even though it's a brotherhood all the way through, and there's th- that animosity isn't there like it used to be. Like I remember A-Rod Veritek. You know, like I'm sitting here 30 years old, like I'm in a rocking chair thinking about 2004. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, I remember when those two went at it. But, you know, it's like it's like there's not that that, you know, no one really hates each other in baseball anymore. It's everybody wants to get their money. They want to get their deals and they all just want to be happy and see each other at the all star game. So, you know, I think that plays into it. Like no one's ever going to snitch on each other until you get a pitcher who decides, hey, screw this. But apparently I heard um, Ozzie Timmons talking that the Charlie Morton made it aware to the Rays, like, hey, this is what the Astros do. So it's it's like once they leave, you have to think that someone's going to spill. So whether it goes into another clubhouse and then it doesn't get out after that. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, everyone knows what's going on. So, But, yeah, you're right about the – you know, I, I heard other GMs are ticked. You know, they're, they're frustrated. I saw what the, what the Rays president had to say. I mean, you know, we don't cheat and we're never going to. So, you know, it's, it's just tough. And this is one more thing for the Rays. They already have to battle the top payrolls. They already have I to know. battle the best players going away. Now you're going to tell me that the MVPs and the world champions are still cheating? It, it, it just adds a sour taste, especially in a market like Tampa Bay. Yeah, it's really, I mean, you know, these guys have every advantage of, of, of being a big market team, competing for guys like Justin Verlander and others in free agency, adding to their rosters, and and then they're going to cheat on top of it, whether it's the Red Sox or, or these guys. And again, I, I don't think it's limited to these teams. I think other players are aware of it. 
you mentioned Charlie Morton. How much did he know? Um, you know what? What it'll be interesting when when he finally talks about this episode as as a World Series champion with that ball club, uh, knowing that he benefited, you know, from run production uh, as a result of these players making this decision to cheat. Um, it's just and, and baseball is not in a good place. I mean, this is the thing. I love baseball. I've been a baseball guy my whole life. I mean, that's all I did was play baseball. Yeah. Um, and and I hate that the fact that we already have a trouble with this game because. Of, of how long it is because of the interruptions. They've already tried to speed it up with the limited trips to the mound. I mean, and Steve brought this up, you know, when we were talking about it on the podcast yesterday. Um, you know, how many times do do they have to change signals and step out of the box and, you know, yeah. be, be aware or, or pitchers step off the mound because they hear something, right? They hear, yeah. they hear a, a clanging, uh, you know, trash can or a whistle, and they're wondering if somebody is picking off their signs. You're right, and I, you know what I think is going to happen this year, too, is there's going to be a couple times when an opposing pitcher with a little bit of a history for you know getting a little hot under the collar mm-hmm. is going to look over at the Houston dugout and is just going to start pointing and is going to start yeah. screaming at them for no reason. You know, it's, it's almost it's, – <laughs> right. no, but it's, it's one of those things where it's like no one else has to hear it for me to make it believable. You know what I'm right. saying? Like if I think I heard something, I'm damn well going to stop the game and I'm going to yep. point to the dugout, and it's going to happen. Absolutely, and absolutely. you're going to get some. You're going to get some arguments this year, and you know that's that's like now you've created all. Now they're pariahs, and now there's yep. targets on their back. Um, yeah, but literally, you know, exactly. And that's and what is that going to do? It's going to mean more time wasted sitting there, you know, mm-hmm. watching guys just argue over something that we can't fix, and right. You know, so at this point, it's like you're right, though. Like you said, you're a baseball guy. I'm a baseball guy, and you know. But one thing I was talking, I was talking to our friend Tom Jones, a good friend, and he said to me, <laughs> he said, you know, God, good thing the Nationals won. Could you have imagined if the Astros won this World Series? Oh, oh, it would have been baseball. May have been. <laughs> it, I mean, the, I think the Nationals saved baseball. You know, I really mm. do because could you imagine if the Astros were two of the last three? And you had Astros, Red Sox, Astros. That would have looked horrible. So, I well, think and not fact, only you know, not only did they win, but they won in the in the visiting ballpark. All four of their games, yeah, all four of their wins yeah. came on the road. It's incredible. So apparently, the trash cans were not loud enough um, last yeah. season, or or whatnot. I, I just and people, you know, uh, somebody was tweeting at me about, hey, I thought stealing signs has always been a part of baseball. Sure, we're not talking about a guy at second base that notices the number of fingers being put down and can relay that by yelling the the hitter's first name, or a third base coach who you know is paying attention to the catcher not covering signs and and you know can relay that in real time. I don't even mm-hmm. I don't have I've never had a problem with that. Never. You no, know what I mean it, if you're gonna be, if no, you're gonna I, be blatant with with what you're throwing, whether you're tipping off pitches or the catcher's not yeah. doing a good job, that's fine. When you start introducing the electronics. You know, and and baseball has made it clear they know. Hell, you could have a watch that could show the game in real time. They got rid of those. Um, but as technology improves, how are we going to be sure that there's not another more? Like I said, the funny thing about this whole story is that here you are using technology uh, to relay, you know, to give hitters information on what's coming, but you're doing it with something as primitive as trash cans, right? Yeah. Or whistles or yeah. what, whatever. But what if they improved that technology? And, you know, some guy has a damn earpiece, you know, Um, or a microchip that they can actually talk to him. I mean, I I don't know how far technology is going to go, but 
we've already seen it, you know, with the, the slow-mo, uh, you know, Zapruder frame replay that has changed yeah. the game already in ways I don't think baseball even expected. What I think is funny is the is how archaic the game still seems at times because mm. you still have, you know, those guys who walk up and, you know, I got my radar gun, you know, and they sit there and they mm. clock every pitch like it, like they don't have 20 of them to, sitting there in center field, like saying that was 96, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's crazy how it, you're right about the banging on a trash can and all that. It's like, think about this grown men, multimillionaires <laughs> sitting there talking about how can we whistle louder? How can we bang a plastic trash can hard enough for you to understand our signal? You know, it's like, I mean, next we're all going to be seeing all of them volunteering for the Boy Scouts, and they're all going to be learning Morse code with their eyes, you know, and they're all going to yeah. be doing the blinking. So, you know, yeah. but it's, I do think for as long as, I think what's crazy is baseball has, tr- has tried as hard as it can. Like, you know, we're not going to have, you know, the umpires behind home plate. It's not just going to be, you know, quickly ball or strike. Like the human element has to be part of this. And now when you look at this whole situation, you almost are glad baseball has tried to hang on to the human element as long as it has. Because, in, you know, that ball that's about seven inches off the plate and, you know, Joe West is calling it a strike. You're almost proud of that now. Because right. at least there's no cheating. Like, listen, I talked to a guy, you know, and we can talk about something I'm doing later, but I was at Trine practice, and one of the security guys who sits there, he was talking to me, and he's from Boston, and he's a, he's a, I mean, you could hear dirty water running through his veins, but he was sitting there, <laughs> and, you know, he's got the thick, you know, chowder accent, and he's saying, like, I sit there in front of the instant replay booth. So I know the red, you know, the Rays go in there and they take batting practice and they say, what's he doing on this pitch or that pitch? You know, like, but he says, it's just simple stuff. Like you never like would think like that would be used. So Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's like for him, it's like, yeah, they're just looking at the game and they're moving on. But to me, I think if you want to go after a game and sit there for four hours and really see if you can decipher a catcher's, you know, maybe he has the same mix-ups for every pitcher, and you really mm-hmm. want to sit there and, and zoom in, God bless you. You know, if you're in a four-game series and it's the first game, God bless you. But, you know, I mean, that's that's on you to be obsessive like that. So I, I just think, you know, if you can steal it off, off a second, good for you. But this other stuff is ridiculous. It really is. Yeah, and what it might come down to, and, and, and you know, hitters have become captive to this and I wish it I wish we did more of it when when you know a hundred thousand years ago when I was playing but in between at bats you'll see guys go straight from you know home plate to the dugout maybe to see where the pitch was that they got called out on strike three but many times just to see how a pitcher was working them you know in in that game in that at bat um you know and so you just wonder if I mean you have to have the replay system to be able to appeal plays obviously and there's going to be somebody in the booth you know, radioing down to Kevin Cash or whomever, you know, to challenge this or yeah. that. Um, but but the the ability for players during the game to access videotape, that might have to change, you know? I mean, you just you just don't know how far this is going to go, but, but technology is always going to create opportunity for people. And if you have it in you to cheat, you're going to cheat. But this was certainly, even by baseball standards, this was uh, this is across the line. And now – you know, I mean, as you go forward, look, if Jose Altuve is up for the Hall of Fame one day, is this going to come back and haunt him the way steroids has haunted Barry Bonds and others? I, I wonder. You know, I wonder, like, the Beltrans and, you know, other guys. Mm-hmm. 
We'll see. I mean, I think it'll be an interesting case. Um, I, I will say this, and I, I heard it from a number of people. I think what just happened here is way worse than what Pete Rose did. I mean, and I'm listen. I, I think Pete Rose is not the greatest guy in the world, but the guy bet on he bet on his own teams. Like it's not like he was trying to screw it over. And yet they're sitting there saying, oh, you the integrity of the game. You know, like, well, just like those written rules about you can't bet on baseball, there are written rules that say you can't use instant replay for this and for that. Like, it's like it's to me, it's like, you know, I think the bans have to be in place. I mean, Pete Rose doesn't have a chance to come back to baseball. You know, it's like A.J. Hinch and them are going to have a chance. You know, mm-hmm. it's, that's ridiculous. He oversaw a world champion that is as dirty as it comes. And you're going to see, yeah. I mean, it's like white collar crime on Wall Street, just stealing millions. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you know you're taking money from you know, you know Peter to feed Paul. And Paul's living mm-hmm. in a mansion already. So it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you're very right about the Hall of Fame thing. And I also think when you look at the history of the game, I mean, I think it was Jason Stark who said, we haven't had this many suspensions in this long since the Black Sox scandal. So that tells you something. Yeah, but at least back then, uh, the commissioner suspended players, right? He didn't limit it. And I don't want to get into the P. Rose show, but I will say this about P. Rose. is, is, is um, While he may have bet on the Reds, he didn't bet on them every game. And that's, that's what true. bothers me because he could control you know, who he's going to use in the bullpen that night. And if he wasn't betting on them to win, then I don't want to bet on them to win. Um, yeah. because you know, he knew which games he was going to, to go after, so to speak with his, with his a list and which ones eh, maybe try to win with lesser talent. But, um, that aside, I, I, I really think that they, they had an opportunity here. If you want to cut out cheating, you damn sure can cut out cheating of this kind in baseball. But the way to do it is not to find owner 5 million, which might be the most under the collective bargaining agreement. They can find them. I don't care. Um, you made all the right points about the payroll and the ability to get free agents and all of that. It's just going to be, look, I, I think these players are going to be booed. I think that, that Houston is going to be a bit of a pariah team. Um, I think there will be, you know, I've seen the, uh, the logos that, that Steve sent me yesterday about the Houston Asterix, which oh, yeah. I think is great. Um, and they deserve all of it. They deserve every bit of it. And I hope their owner, Jim Crane is embarrassed. And, and uh, you know, I don't care that he fired these men. Uh, this is his ball club and it, and has been, it's, this, this is the thing, Chris, it was not a secret in baseball. It was no. not, you no. know, I mean, every, everybody who would, you know, you can't have 25 guys and, 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 and players going from one organization and bench coaches and all that. And then the Red Sox adopting it. Like you said, Charlie Morton knew it was happening. He just told his raised players. I mean, everybody in baseball knew this and yet there was some code, you know, that, that none of them wanted to break at least initially, uh, until it finally started tumbling out, and, and now we're down to this. So, There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Disappointing episode for sure. All right, let's get to the national championship game that lasted till about uh, early, well, I don't know, sometime uh, Tuesday morning. Um, 
Yes or no? LSU is the best college football team in history. This LSU I, team. I I think they're the best LSU team. I don't. Yeah. I, I started thinking in my head like I would love to see them against like one of those Miami teams, or mm-hmm. you know, I loved a, c- a couple of those Michigan teams or Notre. You know, the or maybe Notre a Dame. USC team from the late seventies, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. USC. I mean, there's there's some teams out there that I I mean I'd love to see. I mean, you know, they brought Jim Brown out last night, and I would have loved to have seen him, you know, in his heyday, maybe running the ball, you know, for Syracuse. So, um, yeah, you know, there's there's different teams, there's different athletes at different times, but yeah, I think this will go down as one of the best. Uh, would have loved LSU Joe Burrow against Tim Tebow and those Florida Gators. That would have been really great. Um, but I think LSU they took their rightful place, undefeated. Um, Joe Burrow is, I think, had I I think he's the best college football quarterback I've ever seen. Um, you know, and that's not to be rude to anybody else, but Tim Tebow, in my opinion, doesn't come close to licking the boots off of Joe, off of Burrow. So, um, so glad you said boots. So glad you said boots. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, but mm. yeah, I am pleased, but I think, um, I think you look at this team. It wasn't just like their offense just changed, you know, and I heard Kirk Herbstreit talking about it, how they brought in Brady and he works so well with with the uh, with their offensive coordinator, and they just they kind of took an art. I'll say it for the second time, an archaic system, and they brought it into mm. the to the modern day, and they they ran with it. and And I think their their defense exploded. Um, you know, they probably could have picked off Trevor Lawrence six times. You know, I mean, they were they were right there on every ball. Great coverage, great closing speed. Um, you know, I'm so happy for Ed Orgeron and. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's just, and it's a good thing. Listen, it's like the Patriots not being in the playoffs anymore. It's a good thing when Alabama's not there. You know, we all get to see Nick Saban looking like he's going to die because he's not coaching. And <laughs> oh and my we god, get, yeah. Did, and we all did you hear him? I mean, he was unbelievable yeah. on ESPN. He was. I'm not, I'm not going to talk about. Look, I'm not talking about Joe Burrow, and I don't want to talk about. You know, uh, Dabo Sweeney, you don't ask me these questions. Well, what the hell are you doing on the set, Nick? Yeah, seriously. Why aren't you? I mean, I, I thought this is what you wanted to do afterwards. Like, you, <laughs> you're not coaching forever. I mean, you yeah. know, sit, sit there and talk. And first off, he is the best. If Whenever he gets interviewed at the end of a game, he is the best at going from eye view of the reporter to eye view of the lens. He is the yes. best at looking right into that camera. He's been trained. He is an Aplex yep. spokesman. So I don't want to hear that this man doesn't like to put the hair and makeup on, okay? He is fine. Oh, the hair he, he spends a lot of time on, I trust yes. me, even during game yeah. days. Yeah. And he look, I'll tell you what, Rick, you know, for, for two little Debbies and coffee every morning, he looks great. You know, let's be that honest. <laughs> I, mean, I wish I could do that. I would, that, that's my dream. But, you know, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, but having him sit there saying what he said, ridiculous. Having said that, it's great that Alabama wasn't in it. And I think to yes. have the – use the Clemsons you know I I think if anything what we've proven last night is you do need an 18 playoff because it's going to get even more fun it's going to be more fun when you get that Pac-12 team in there you know Oregon maybe this year could have been I think Oregon could have been that sleeper to maybe upset one of these teams you know I think you know so I think you're going to see more excitement as we move more into this decade and and I just think college football you know, yeah, maybe some of the TV numbers are down, but the streaming is up. Everything's doing well. You know, the money's being made. I just think more college football. Let's, you know, let's let's have more of it just at earlier times. 
please. Yes. Uh, yes. And maybe last night or the other night. Sorry. Right. And maybe they can get it over before the middle of January, which would be nice. I don't need I don't need Ugh. two weeks between the bowl games and the national championship. Well, I really oh, don't. Especially when there's a bowl game on the seventh. Like, who the hell cares about this? The, whatever bowl this is. No one cares. I mean, people it's care, for, but I mean, come on. For the kids. For the kids. For the kids. Um, the money. Yeah. Hey, tell me where, uh, okay, if not LSU, the greatest team, how about Joe Burrow, the greatest college football season of any quarterback? 60 oh, touchdown yeah. passes. The first guy to do that wins the Triple Crown with the Heisman Trophy, undefeated season, and a national championship. Not many quarterbacks have done that. So what do you make of, 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 of his accomplishment? And he's going to the Cincinnati Bengals, it sure looks like. Is this guy going to be a good pro, or is he going to be a victim of uh, where he's picked number one overall? Um, I think he has potential. It, it's, it's so much about what you have. Um, I think he's definitely – I mean, that one play, even though it got called back, it was his first pass attempt of the night right near the end zone. He escapes like six guys – and that's when you're like, okay, Joe Burrow can ball. If you haven't seen him play, he can ball. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think he's going to be good. I think he's a leader. He's confident. Um, mm. You know, he was talking before the game like we already had our ring sized. Like we're good. Like <laughs> ten and a half. We're, we're, yeah. yeah, ten and a half. You know, of course. Yeah. You know, it's it's like Happy Gilmore. You know, my my left shoulder's a little bit smaller than my right. You know, it's <laughs> you know it's like getting that gold jacket put on. So I think. I think he's going to be a good quarterback because I think he's got the size. I think he's got the mentality. Um, you know, I think he, he definitely has that something to prove. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't, you know, it's almost like Kyler Murray. I mean, Kyler had a really nice season. Just nobody really knew about it. You know, I mean, he, yeah. he played really well in Arizona. Um, I think being in Cincinnati is going to, you know, be a little different. The one thing I'll say is you got Cleveland there, and that's a hot mess. So maybe you and, and the quarter, maybe you and the new coach in his second year, you guys can find something together. Um, you know, we I think you know as well as anyone, it takes a little bit of time for some of these quarterbacks to really develop. Um, so I think he'll be good. And he had the be- you're right. He that was one of the best. That's the best quarterback season I've ever seen. Every time he needed to make a big throw, he made it. Every time you thought you know he couldn't do something, he did it. So yeah. I just uh, t- tip my hat off to him, and it, it was a pleasure to watch. So I hope he has a good career. I think we all want to see these top guys go in and just perform well. Sometimes sure. it, it doesn't happen that way. But, I, but at the same time, I look at the Deshaun Watsons and you know some of those guys, and it's like, mm-hmm. man, you could find yourself a quarterback later on if you need to. But dang, it's nice to have the number one pick. So you know, I mean, oh, sometimes yeah. when, you, when you when you need that quarterback. And he's sitting there. If you want him, go get him. So I, I hope Joe Burrow has a good career. Well, he's got the swag, and he had the cigar after the game, and uh, that was a cool joke, Joe Cool moment um, watching him do that. All right, we got. Uh, I'll wrap you up on this one. We got the um, conference championships in the NFL this weekend. We'll start with the Titans at Kansas City. Look, if you're Tennessee and you've gone into New England and you slayed the dragon, and then you went to Baltimore and, and uh, stopped that. Yeah. runaway train are you really worried about kansas city i think you should be but do they have a, a good shot at this or is this oh. going to be a, a coronation you think you know i was i tweeted it out um i'm i'm like i'm like born in research so i love research and i think derrick henry between the first his first first like eight or nine games he had one 100 yards rushing game and his last seven he's i think all his last eight games seven of them he's been over 100 He's 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 turning into something special. 
Um, I think the offensive line and just the Titans are finding ways to get him, you know, the ball. And they're figuring out that if, if you know, Ryan Tannehill doesn't have to do a lot of the work. It's funny. It's like Blake Bortles with, uh, you know, with, with his guy, you know, a couple of years ago. It's like if you just get the ball, you know, to the running back and he can beat you, you're going to win. It's still at this point, it's about defense and running the football successfully. You know, it's mm-hmm. always funny how that always happens every year. So um, I think if, if Henry can have a good game, go for 150, yeah, I think mm. the Titans are in this thing. Um, you know, but having said that, I mean, I, I also put out there, you know, I mean, listen, I mean, if God isn't looking out for Andy Reid right now, I mean, listen, oh, I took man. out Baltimore, I took out the Patriots, I can't do much. It's like I sent you a rope, I sent you a boat. <laughs> what more do you want from me? You know, it's like, I told you it was going to rain, you build a yeah. boat, yeah, all that. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, it's like, come on. So it's, yeah. I, I just, I listen. I hope it's Andy Reid's time with I, I listen, as much as I would love the Mike Vrabel, you know, genitalia stories as much as the next person. I would prefer to listen to Andy Reid talk, Patrick Mahomes talk. You know, like I think the Chiefs against you know the 49ers or the Packers would just be such an amazing Super Bowl down in Miami so um you know I I think if you're if you're a football fan you're gonna love it no matter what this weekend but especially with this Titans Kansas City game I'm pulling for the Chiefs I really am like I I I have no rooting interest in this but I just I I really hope Mahomes and the Chiefs kind of ride off with that AFC title yeah, if you did the national map, I'd be like an election day. It'd be like you'd see a, a lot of of red throughout the nation, and then just yeah. a little bit of blue maybe around Nashville and possibly Houston, <laughs> for whatever but reason. But they still won the uh, popular vote. I don't know. That's so. right, they did. Okay, <laughs> and then we'll wrap it up with Green Bay at San Francisco. Aaron Rodgers got destroyed out there earlier this year. San Francisco's defense looks like it's healthy again, um, but – you still gotta, you know, you still gotta beat one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL with a running game now. Yeah, yeah, they're good, and I think you know, again, that's a new coach, and that's you know, kind of someone mm-hmm. like Rodgers who feels rejuvenated. I'll tell you what, though, you know, you go back to opening night when they played the Bears, and then you go to that Sunday when the Bucks played the Niners. I don't know if mm-hmm. I truly saw Packers Niners coming. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I mean, obviously, I think George Kittle is unbelievable. And I think what what they've been able to do out there in San Francisco, I mean, it just proves Garoppolo is that damn good. Uh, Mm. But, you know, the Packers, you're right. And it goes back to the running game. I think what I love about what what the Packers are able to do is, is that I think when you least expect Rodgers to beat you, he beats you. If you don't think he can make a throw, he'll make the throw and change the game. So I would love this to kind of be like that, you know, that what, that 97, was it the wild card game in San Fran? Terrell Owens makes the catch and starts crying. I mean, I think you could have that type of game because I truly believe both teams are going to be so ready that, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't, I don't see the 49ers. I know, you know, I've got some Green Bay Packers fans close to me and they think they're going to get shellacked, but I just I never count out Aaron Rodgers. You know, I think this is going to be one of those games where you're sitting there at halftime thinking, okay, like, okay, we're this is this is good. So yeah. I, I think it's I really like I think I think listen I think these four teams, you know, you know for all I think it's a fun fun weekend of football, fun Sunday of football for sure. Yeah, no, it'll be great. 
He's Chris Torello. Chris, what do you got going on at uh, Spectrum Sports 360 this week? Anything we should look for? Well, I was actually just out at Trine Bowl practice talking with Tony Jones Jr. in Notre Dame. And, uh, you know, he went to St. Pete Catholic, then IMG. And he, yeah. I, mean, the kid, I had a chance to talk with him. And uh, he's, he's really looking forward to the Shrine Bowl. Uh, I think Bucks fans should be looking at him. Um, you know, he's mm-hmm. he's someone that can, you know the numbers may not jump out at you, but he even said to me, he gave a great answer that I think every GM and scout should hear. He said, "Don't look at the numbers." He goes, "Look at my tape." He goes, "If you need me to pass block, I pass block. If you need me to run for uh, 80 yards, I can run for 80 yards. You need me to get you a touchdown at the goal line, I'll get you a touchdown at the goal line." You know, he's mm-hmm. a big physical kid, and he's very very well spoken. Uh, he's going to have about over 200 tickets given out to friends, family, and his little league team, the Bandits, uh, for the Shrine Bowl. So we'll have that running this weekend. And uh, I think all five of us have actually been, a, by the time we're done with this, would have gone out to a Shrine Bowl practice or game. So all five of the 360 reporters are out there uh, getting stories. And uh, so we'll, we'll have all those coming your way very soon. Yeah, best local sports and TV. Chris Crowell does a great job. Chris, thanks so much. Uh, take care of your mentals, and we'll hopefully talk to you in a little bit. Yeah, take care of the chicken. Always great to catch up with Chris. Make sure you uh, check out his stories on the East-West Shrine Bowl. I was out there the other day. Um, a lot of good players in that game, let me tell you. They don't all go to the Senior Bowl, but uh, it's going to be a big week uh, at Tropicana Field. Hey, folks, tomorrow we're going to have our popular mailbag segment. We'll answer your questions on really anything you got, the Bucks, the Bolts, the Rays, USF, college football, uh, baseball, and the whole scandal, cheating scandal with the Houston Astros, you name it. And here's what you do. Just submit your questions on Twitter at SportsDayTB. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. And Friday, of course, we'll preview the NFL Conference Championship games got some good ones. Titans at Kansas City, Green Bay, and Aaron Rodgers going to San Francisco against the 49ers. That'll be a great one as well. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.